a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Everybody, welcome to another episode of Fan Effect. I'm Andy Farnsworth, and as we get ready for a year without FanX, it's been two full years now since we had FanX Salt Lake Comic Convention, and it's finally back and better than ever, hopefully, when the worldwide coronavirus pandemic canceled FanX in 2020. Organizers promised to be back ready for an even greater experience in 2021. Now the comic and pop culture event is poised to deliver in less than a month when fans of all shapes and sizes and costumes converge on the Salt Palace Convention Center in downtown Salt Lake City, September 16th through the 18th, 2021. For this year's event, visitors are invited to enjoy the regular offerings of celebrity guest appearances, many of which have already been announced, some of which are yet to be announced. Autographs, photo opportunities, Cosplay meetups, exhibitors, merchants, and artist alley vendors, gaming, kit con, a variety of panels, and more. But they've added some extra experiences like a FanX Quest, a workshop room, a tabletop gaming charity event, and even a massive cosplay contest with a massive award. Today on the Fan Effect Podcast, we are joined by none other than FanX founder and producer Dan Farr to give us a look into the convention and discuss the best ways to escape into FanX. Welcome, Dan Farr, founder and producer of FanX. Dan, it's always a pleasure to have you here on the Fan Effect podcast. And I'm excited. You know, we, I, I remember you and I talked uh, a year and a half ago as we were trying to, as the pandemic began, and we were kind of like, ah, we've got six months. Hopefully, FanX 2020 will come to pass. Unfortunately, it did not. Now we're a year later, and fingers crossed, so far, we're still on track for September 2021. We are so excited to be having it come together you know it can't come soon enough in a lot of ways uh we we can still use the extra time to prepare um still trying to lock in a few more guests and uh, what we have announced um but still we just were so excited to get together and and uh see our family again now last time you and i talked uh, we were talking about the cobra kai guest announcement which of course got me super excited as a lifelong karate kid fan and a huge fan of the Cobra Kai TV show, but we only talked about uh, William Zabka and Martin Cove, and then it looks like you've added some of the younger guys, too, which I, I think is really awesome. Jacob Bertrand and Peyton List. Um, I assume we're going to have a Cobra Kai panel with all those Cobra Kais up there? We are trying to do that. It, it should come together just fine, uh, but it, you know, sometimes there's always a little hiccup here or there that maybe one of them isn't available that time or you, you never know that's, that's why I, I hesitate to commit 1000 percent to it but i 
the planning. We, oh, but we're I'm going to make you commit to it, Dan. I'm going to make you commit. No, I'm yeah, just kidding. I know. <laughs> but, you know what's funny is I, I just learned to, com- to try to be careful about committing to stuff with this because when you're dealing with celebrities, it always changes. Right. There's always things that come up in their schedules. You know, we have some of the celebrities that we have announced, so they have picked up some jobs. So we're going to be announcing some cancellations as well as announcing some new additions. And so that's what's happened. You know, so far we have not had anybody at least communicate to us that the reason why they may cancel or whatever is because of COVID. But it's usually, you know, it's, let's say this, all of the people that that uh, have communicated canceling has been professional reasons, which we always hold out to know that that's going to happen with celebrities, especially right now when everything is getting, you know, like productions are just going back full speed. And, right. you know, people, celebrities don't even have a time to breathe in between one production to the next. Right. I, I One of the things that if you've followed Fan X and, and you know, celebrity appearances over the years is, uh, you know, longtime fans have learned that, you know, a lot of the reason that uh, the actors are available to appear is because they don't have any particular work the weekend that we hold Fanex. So if they get some, then that kind of takes priority as much as they might want to meet the fans. They know they've got to, you know, they've got to do their job. It's just like the rest of us. They're just, their job seems a little more fun, right? Yeah. Well, and, and that's exactly right. And the other, you know, the other thing too is years past, it was much easier to get people to, to, let's say, come out. Let's say they're working on a production. They can be cleared for a day or two to take off and go to convention. Now, the the celebrities and actors and people that are working on the set have to basically quarantine themselves. And so that's true with all so the COVID protocols. Exactly. So that's changed too. And so, you know, getting people in between shooting or, or during a project when they are actually shooting is much more difficult than, than it has been historically. Their ability to get off set, I'm guessing, is a little more restricted than it would have been in years past. Yes. Yep. Okay. Well, then, since we're since we've we've broached the subject, this is the big concern now, Dan. We're a month away, and we're seeing some case counts increase in you know, quote unquote, the real world. How confident are you that we're still going to be able to have a full Fanex 2021 right now? Uh, and I'll just say today's August 20th, so we're uh, just under a month away. How confident are you still? I don't think it's a matter of if. I think it's a matter of what exactly are the protocols going to be when we have that event. And obviously, I could be wrong, and things could change even further, but we do know that the world has kind of come to a place where those people that want to get together and do things are doing that, and those that don't, you know, they don't have to, and they can stay home. And we obviously, we don't want anybody staying home that doesn't feel like it's the right thing for them to do because we we want the family back together again but at the same time we don't want people taking unnecessary risks and so we are working on some protocols um you know there's several things that we are doing you know one thing i can say is obviously a, a temperature check you know that's something that absolutely is something we'll be doing but then uh, as far as masks go there will be a level of masking required whether it's going to be for everyone in attendance, you know, with the exception of people that have legitimate reasons why they couldn't wear a mask, or whether it's going to be for people that are unvaccinated, you know, that could be 
you know, if somebody's unvaccinated, then the mask requirement would, would likely be in place. But we do know that there are some celebrities that will require masking to come see them, and that's their prerogative. If they want to, if a fan wants to meet a certain celebrity guest there, then and they got to wear a mask, right? Yeah, they may just require it whether you're vaccinated or not, or whether you tested recently or not. They just may say, everybody come in our line, you know, come up anywhere close to, to that celebrity, because it, it, it's such a big cost to them if they get sick. And so, Makes perfect sense. I mean, I I think I'd be surprised if there were any longtime, you know, Fanex attendees, you know, would have an issue with that. I think I think they really do understand that. I, I don't know. I, just having walked the floor for several years and met different people and interviewed different people, and I'm not talking like the celebrities. I mean, like just actual Fanex attendees. And we shot a documentary about the whole experience one year for uh, for the Fan Effect podcast. I, I found that the they're generally the most understanding of those things. Oh, okay. Well, we don't want to ruin we don't want to, our thing to ruin it for everyone, and that's. The longtime fans, the the people who come every single year, that's the attitude I've generally sensed from them. Not just at the con, but even as I you know I watch the message boards. I'm part of the you know the FanX group on Facebook, and you know everybody's just kind of feeling a little bit like they don't know what's going to happen. I, I I did want to ask you about. I noticed that that uh, some of the celebrities have been doing some different uh, cons around the country. And some of yeah. them have for their photo op, they've got like a plexiglass uh, divider between them and the and, and the fan. Is that going to be the case at FanX, or is that uh, like is that a standardized well, thing, or is that at the celebrity's request? Okay, so it's funny as I just was writing. I, we have a guest that we're trying to bring in, and and the manager said, well, "Okay, what they want to know what the protocol is," and it's a really big guess. If we get this person, it would be kind of our headliner. They're asking, so are they, Are you guys going to be doing that? And so my response to them is, it's probably going to be there unless the celebrity specifically asked for it not to be there. Okay, you know, that, that so could, that will be kind of a default. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think we're looking, at, and I'm, I'm speaking kind of ahead of us actually, you know, because we're 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 keeping our finger on the pulse very closely. But you know, up until this last week, um, we we have our photo op company and. They've done different shows, and they said that the Plexi was required of two of the seven or eight shows that they've done recently. But now I think we're seeing a shift where, because the numbers are getting so high so quickly, that it's probably going to become the standard. And then you may have some celebrities that say, you know what, I I don't care for that. But then the one thing that that could create a problem is, you know, we'll have to at least let people know because there may be some fans say, well, you know, I really would like to meet that person, but... I don't feel comfortable not having that screen. So it, it actually could go either way. But, I mean, there are people, like you mentioned on the groups and things, there are some people saying, well, I don't know if I want to get a photo op. I, I don't want to pay that money if there's going to be a screen between us. And so there are some people saying that, and we want to identify once we know for sure what, what people are going to want, we want to identify early enough that people can make an informed decision and not be made uncomfortable you know, at that point, 
we sure hope that there, you know, even if masks were required throughout the event, that people could take their masks off for a minute <laughs> to get a photo op. And that's yeah, just hold your screen. breath, right? <laughs> exactly. Well, well, now, it, just out of curiosity, what about those who've already purchased a photo op who then find out there's a plexiglass shield and they'd rather not pay the money if there's a plexiglass shield? Would they get a refund or what, what would they do if they yeah, were in that situation? We, we, we'll make sure they're taken care of. We're, we're not going to force people in a situation where they have to uh, – have an experience that they wouldn't have wanted to have. You know, if it's uh, if it's something that they feel like um, it would diminish the experience too much to have the plexiglass in, in the middle, we understand that and would not want to to make somebody pay for something they don't want. We are going to let them know ahead of time and give them the option to ask for a refund or credit on that. Okay, well, and that's that's good. I I know that there's going to be some fans that are going to be happy to at least know that. Uh that they have that option. That, that That's good. I, I'm, I'm glad to hear that on the part of, because, you know, just for a moment here, I'm, I'm playing advocate for the, <laughs> for the fan ex attendees, <laughs> asking yeah. them the questions that maybe they haven't had a chance to ask you in person. Yeah. Lots of stuff to do though. Is there, is there going to be anything that would have been in past fan exes that uh, just because of protocols or anything that you won't be able to do this particular year, but may be able to resume in the future? Yeah. The kissing booth is off. So not, <laughs> <laughs> We've never had that. But yeah, that's probably a good idea, Dan. I'm, yeah, we just a word that. of advice from somebody who's not necessarily an attorney. Yeah. I don't think that one's a good idea. Yeah, the, the, the COVID booth, right? Yeah, no. Uh, we, we were we were looking into speed dating and feel like you know that's probably one that we'll forego for this year and just revisit again in the future. So that that's one of the things. And there's probably a few things that would have been like in the KidCon area that. We'll probably not do as much this time, but uh, we're still going to have a very enjoyable kid con, and it's, it's going to have plenty to do. Princess Tea Party and some of those things that people have grown to love. But uh, obviously, anything that would have been physical in nature that you know require too close of interaction with people that that would have. But I can't really think of anything that, that we've had that is you know right off the bat like oh well that, that's got to go. But, um, you know, well, let me ask that. about I know that there in the past has been like a, a little arcade. I know that's at GamerCon, too, but I know that they've had it at, at FanX. And I'm just uh, stuff where you're going to where multiple people have to put their hands on the same thing. Is is that the kind of stuff that you're that you're looking at not using? Well, if we can clean it up, you know, we can sanitize it between use, you know, then we'll keep it there. But, yeah, if it's just something that's just too hard to keep the equipment clean, then we, we definitely won't do that. Well, and, and and to be fair too, a lot of this goes towards you know people's choices of risk. I, I know that I love arcade games, but maybe this year isn't the year that I've got to play that particular one. I, I can try it right. again in a year yeah. or something like that. The main thing that as a as a fan, I don't want to see, and I'm I, I'm assuming you wouldn't either, is people at a thing that's usually such a, a unifying event for people, and you know some people only see each other at con when they travel in from. Uh, you know, different states or something like that, but they keep in touch, you know, via Facebook for the whole year and then they get together. Is you need to see something that's generally such a unifying event, having a bunch of people angry at each other the whole time for one reason or another? Exactly. That's exactly right. We don't want to create a, uh, I guess, a polarization. You know, there's just been too many things over the past two years that have polarized people. <laughs> what? To, no, we, I've we, never so, seen any yeah, of those exactly. things. <laughs> yeah. You know, our focus all along is to bring people together. It's been so beautiful to see such a, a wide variety of people coming together and getting along and, and celebrating, you know, finding the common interests. And 
we don't want to do anything that would create you know more contention <laughs> right now. All right, Dan. Well, let, let me, let's take a quick yeah. break here, and when we get back, I want to actually talk about some of the new events that I've seen that that are kind of interesting that I'd love to get you uh, to tell us just a little bit more about, uh, so that we can uh, you know get some people excited that maybe didn't know about some of these different. Uh, new features for FanX 2021 when we come back on Fan Effect. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless. And I will never understand it. I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Fan Effect. Andy Farnsworth and FanX founder, producer Dan Farr. We are talking about FanX 2021, which is coming up in less than 30 days after, well, really... Now we're talking about 720 days since the last time everybody was able to get together. But now we're down right. to just less than 20. So I guess we could say, you know, it's been about 700 days, Dan, since we've had a, a FanX event for everyone to get together, enjoy. And uh, I know that I've got my, my metal FanX mug that's just been waiting to get refills. <laughs> Yeah, I bought it at the last so one, thinking yeah, I was going to get to use it a bunch of times, and I haven't had a chance yeah. yet. So it's sitting there; it's ready to go for all the different flavored sodas. Yeah, definitely. If you need to go and get that. We we definitely will have uh, an opportunity for you to refill it there. Get my wristband so that I can try all the different flavors. Although I will say, you you do need to pace yourself, especially because depending on what you want to do when your uh, VIP photo ops or uh, appearances, autographs, or panel is. You don't want that uh, soda to finish its way through you at the wrong moment when you're supposed to be doing something else. Oh, that's way too much information. All right, Dan, let's talk about some of the new things this year. First of all, and and I had never heard of this. Maybe you've done it and I didn't know about that. Uh, But uh, there's a murder mystery panel this year uh, for 2021. You and fellow audience members are presented with a murder mystery challenge. Do you know anything about this one? You know what? I I don't know the details because I want to... Stay a little bit in the dark on that one in case I can. In case you can participate, you don't want to know what the (laughs) outcome is. Yes, I want to know the answers, but I I know that we've got the right people that are putting something together that's going to create, you know, the the idea is just creating the interaction. You know, people have been apart for so long, and so if we have a chance to interact mentally, you know, and and vocally and not physically, so to speak, it's going to be. I accuse Dan Farr with the plaid jacket in Artist Alley using a paintbrush. That's exactly right. You know what? That that's just you kind of it's a spoiler alert there, but yeah. <laughs> I just figured it. I solved it. See, that's how good yeah. I am. I don't even have to know the clues, yeah. and I solved it. That's it. I love that. 
you know, I'm going to have to wear that plaid jacket for sure. <laughs> now, here's something interesting. Prior to FanX, and in fact, just a week from now, uh, Saturday, August 28th, FanX presents the annual cosplay games scavenger hunt. So this isn't actually part of the, the three-day celebration in September. This is actually a month early, the cosplay games. Tell me a little bit about that. That's something we started from the very beginning where... Really? Yeah, we, we've done it. There's been maybe one or two years that we haven't done it for one reason or another, but it's a scavenger hunt for people in cosplay. And the idea is is we want people seeing cosplayers downtown um, having a good time, and it's kind of an advertising opportunity to to uh, get people excited for the event. You want people to know about it, so the way to make it happen. So you'll have people that are cosplaying downtown, and then everybody else is supposed to go find them, or... Are the people in cosplay supposed to be scavenging? So basically the people come in costume and they scavenge. Oh, okay. What are the types of things that they look for? Can you say that? Or I don't know if that's part of the... Basically, they're they're given directions to certain areas. So it's not like it's uh, the clues are super difficult, but it just gets you to different areas. And when you get to that area, there'll be a volunteer there that will check you in and, you know, make sure you've accomplished that and... Then you just move on to the next one. So this is kind of like a live action multiplayer game, kind of. You got to get yeah, to from one yeah. point to another, complete the task. That's that sounds kind of cool. Yeah, I mean that's the thing is it is people have loved it. I mean it's been a chance for people to to get some tickets because you do the prize for completing is you get some uh, passes to the event. And so that's why that sounds cool. All right, so that is a good incentive. So if you haven't bought tickets, you could actually earn some tickets by participating in the cosplay games on August 28th in the evening. Yep. Well, that's cool. Oh, actually, no, no. It's in the morning, 9.30 a.m. until uh, noon. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, no, sorry uh, about that. <laughs> Let yeah. me get the time right. I don't want to send people the wrong time. Now, here's another thing. I was thing. thinking so, you knew something I didn't. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I just, I didn't, yeah. what I didn't know is apparently how to read 9.30 a.m. is not 9.30 p.m. Huh. I don't know. I, I get all, you know, I do the early shift. And so everything, yeah. I, I kind of think on Eastern time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. So now, since we're talking about cosplay, Dan, this year for FanX 2021, the cosplay contest. Now, you have that every year. However, this year, this is a kind of a nice prize for the winner of the cosplay contest this year. Yes, we, we decided to make the, you know, the grand prize. Is, it's a $5,000 uh, cash prize, but we also have, you know, totaling over $10,000 in cash prizes. So making it worthwhile for people to participate in the cosplay contest. Well, this is going to up the stakes, Dan. I mean, this is going to get a cutthroat competition when it comes to crowd cheers. Yes. Oh, I I definitely think people – well, I mean, it, it's been pretty competitive. I mean, the talent that we have in Utah for the cosplay contest is just phenomenal. I mean, people do the most amazing costumes. And so just even as a reward for the, the work that people have done so far, that's great. But I think having – you know, having that uh, extra prize may may bring in some even uh, higher level costumes than what people have done in the past. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to seeing then what people can do. And did I hear something like there might be a motorcycle for the winner if you choose? We're holding off on that this year, so we're just doing the cash. Oh, okay, um, wow, you know, that's five thousand. Nothing to sneeze at. <laughs> well, the reality was is people would get the five thousand. And we were going to say, well, maybe the motorcycle, because it's, you know, the book value on the bike is, you know, it's always hard to say what a used value is. It just has a bunch of signatures on it. But we're going to probably save that for next year 
and make that as a as a super prize because you know I, I know a lot of people won't be able to pack it up and put it in their suitcase, so they may take the cash prize. That's uh, a good but point. We'll, but you could ride yeah. it home. Maybe you save yourself on sure. the plane ticket. Is this the motorcycle that Chris Evans was sitting on in the photo from a few years ago? It, it was, but it's been repainted to a Fan X bike, so it's the same bike. But they repainted it, and then we started getting signatures on it from, I think we have at least 60 different signatures on there. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Save that one. Yeah. Save that one so that I can enter. So I, that means I've got a year to get yep. my cosplay together Especially, instead of just a yeah, month. <laughs> Yeah, this one, we we didn't give enough lead time on it, so I think we will save it for next year. Now, here's a couple of other things that, uh, and these may be, the, I, I have, I admit, I have not been able to explore every corner of, uh, of Fanex in the past, so I, I thought this was kind of cool, a workshop room that you guys offer where people can get advice from professionals in the industry for their own projects. For example, if you're working on a novel, you'll be able to get it, to bring it to the workshop, talk to somebody professional, an author, to get some help with the project, uh, that sounds like a really cool thing. Yeah, they, once again, it's it's more interactive. Um, in the past, obviously, we've had a lot of authors speak in the past, but encouraging people to bring in their own work and get advice and and uh, you know have people working with them is the new aspect of it. All right. So right now, your personal Dan Farr, the celebrity you're most excited to come this year. That you've announced. I mean, uh, there might be one that you've got that's that would supersede whoever this is once they're announced. But for right now, who are you personally, your geek side, say you were not putting this on and you were going to pick and be like, who am I most excited about as a, as a fan yourself? Well, I, I have to say, okay, this is kind of funny. Um, but for me, when I was growing up, I watched MASH. And I always loved that Jamie Farr was like the only actor I knew that had the name Farr. And so I should have thought of that. <laughs> yeah, that, that's one that I, I seriously I'm very excited about meeting him. And I've just heard amazing things about him, that he's a super nice person. Yeah, he, he told the person that we booked him through. He says, yeah, I'm looking forward to, to meeting my namesake out there. So, <laughs> so he's, he's uh, he knows that uh, that it's a far that runs this uh, convention. So he'll he'll uh, be looking for me. <laughs> Maybe he'll have fun with that. And ask questions yeah. during his panel of, uh, Dan, why am I not getting the royal treatment? And by royal, I mean actually in a crown and robe as I walk around. He should. That's beat him to it and just have it for him. <laughs> that would be funny to say, okay. hey, anybody who's named yeah. Far is going to be treated like royalty here. Well, I, I guess we could say we didn't know if we needed to put him in a dress or not. You know, what we, right? <laughs> exactly. I actually was going to ask, is he, does he plan on, uh, on wearing one now? What... Uh, can you give us any kind of hint about guests that you may be able to? I mean, obviously, you're not going to say a name because you've got to lock this stuff up, and there's a protocol for announcing it. I understand that. I do not want to jeopardize any person that's still you know, in the process. But can you give us a hint, uh, a, a fandom genre, something that we might expect in the next month to be announced? Well, let's let's say this is we do still have some pending offers. Okay. Out on somebody from the Marvel universe. Ooh. And that's it could be, you know, there's there's a lot of different levels obviously. You you know, even TV, right? So Sure. So it could be TV, it could be film, whatever. It could be a comic book creator, right? I mean, I, it, so if I if I'm trying to stay really vague and broad. <laughs> hey. Um, there's celebrities, too. I mean, Rob Liefeld and uh, Todd McFarlane 
They were huge at uh, at some cons in the past, some uh, some oh, yeah. shows in no, the they, past. They're definitely ones we'd love to get uh, uh, at one of our conventions anytime. <laughs> so yeah, so I, I guess that's the best clue I can give at this point. Okay. Um, I just say well, one thing I will say is this year has been super tricky for getting talent at you know the, that are at that level, you know, especially Marvel, because they are so busy with work and they're just you know they don't have the time off and as i explained earlier in the conversation that they even if they are working it's hard for them to get a time you know break away to do a convention you know just because they they're under quarantine or whatever sure okay i i was just going to tell you so i have a couple of things because you know you always ask me but i'm never i thought ahead this time so the the one first of all the first the person that i'm probably most excited about, and believe it or not, is Peter Cullen, because I love Optimus Prime, and he's always been my favorite, always, 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 since the cartoon first debuted when I was like seven years old, turning eight, and when Optimus Prime died in the Transformers animated movie in 1986, it was so traumatic for me that I've never watched the movie again, and now it's the 35th yeah. anniversary. They ruined it for you. Yeah. yeah. And so that he's coming like, you know, somebody might say, oh, look at all these other. Peter Cullen is Optimus Prime. Like he just is. Yeah. And so that and, and the fact that Frank Welker, who voiced Megatron, is going to be there, too. I mean, Frank Welker's done tons of other voices, too. Sure. But the, his his high pitched Megatron. And anyway, I don't want to I, I don't want to commit that impression to <laughs> recording. So but I'm actually really excited to meet Peter Cullen and to meet Frank Welker because I just think they're awesome. So that, that may be weird of me that it's not, you know, Loretta Swit or I'll admit yeah. Martin Cove and William Zabka would be pretty awesome too. But Peter yeah. Cullen to me is the biggest one. And then for requests, I know we like to throw out wild requests all the time. Yeah. Rebecca Ferguson or Lily James. Really? I love those two actresses. Yeah. I love Rebecca Ferguson. She's the one in Reminiscence. She's in The Greatest yeah. Showman. She's in the last couple right. Mission Impossible movies. I think she is just I just love everything she's in. Well, Rebecca would be fantastic. Um was she in Sherlock as well or am I thinking, you know, the BBC should no, I'm thinking of somebody else. But um Lily James, I ask about her every time. And I think one of these times we will get her. She was uh when Cinderella came out. Oh yes. My daughter was such a big fan and I got a special recording. One of the managers sent me a recording to my daughter from Lily James saying, I look forward to coming out and meeting you at one of your, you know, one of your shows in Salt Lake. So she's committed to it somehow, right? One okay. of these times. <laughs> that one would be yeah. really cool. So those are my two um, Hollywood, you know, actress crushes as Lily James and Rebecca Ferguson. I don't know why it just is, is a coincidence that they both happen to be, you know, British actresses with British accents, but I just, yeah. And I loved, I loved reminiscence. Like, if you haven't, I know you haven't seen it. It just came out today, but it is oh, yeah. so good. I really, really yeah. liked it. Yeah, I didn't know about it, so this is great. Oh yeah, no, it's a sci-fi movie. Hugh Jackman and Rebecca Ferguson, and it's a, you know, it's like really? a film noir mystery, futuristic thing where he he's able to project. He's got a machine that allows people to project their memories into like a three D hologram, and it's just. It's really cool, and oh. I enjoyed the heck out of it. So there's there's a recommendation for you. Uh, it'll convince you even more to get Rebecca Ferguson to come to Fanex. Well, what if we could get you and Rebecca together? That would be fun. <laughs> 
Don't even tease me like that. Well, I'm, I, I'm not saying I'm mad or anything. I'm just saying that would be be amazing to get them both at the same time. Just because, you know, obviously he's one of the – there's clearly the evergreen guests that you know that we're trying to get every single time. You right. know, Benedict Cumberbatch, uh, Chris Hemsworth, you know, any of the Chris's, right? You right. Know, kind of go to, but, um, all those guys are people that we try to get every time. And so you know, Hugh Jackman is towards the top of the list of, of somebody we would take the moment he would be willing to do it. And, and it, you know, I, I guess the one thing is just for some actors, this type of event is not comfortable for them. You know, I, I don't think it's because they don't like people. You know, it's like, I, I, you know, maybe there's a few actors out there that you, you know, Tommy Lee Jones's that you wonder if they, they would just wouldn't like people anyway. Like but, Harrison uh, Ford. Harrison Ford, exactly. Yeah, so there are, are those that you would kind of think would be maybe in that category. But the majority of them, I think it's just, it's not a real comfortable thing to be doing for them to, to kind of, have to, you know, kind of pull outside of themselves in this way because right. they're crazy because they're great actors and they can do amazing things on the screen and on stage. But I think when it comes to just trying to open up and meet a lot of people, it, it, they, I think their internal shyness comes through. And so who knows if, with Hugh Jackman, I can picture him being a very nice person. It, it, I mean, that, that's what I think he would be. He seems really um, cool off screen and on screen. He does. He seems like he's just a very grounded, nice person. But at the same time, I don't know that he wants to put himself in a situation where He's just overwhelmed. And you know what's interesting? It's overwhelming to the actors sometimes when all the fans come up and they say, hey, you know, I had this experience. And and they share, you know, sometimes sad experiences where these actors have helped them carry through. And emotionally, it ends up kind of, you know, because their empathy for the people coming up to see them is touched in such a way that they end up, you know, kind of carrying a little bit of that burden that people have carried uh, with them. And so in that way, it's very emotional for them too. I've had them express that to me before. It's like, yeah, after a long day and you hear these just these amazing stories, but the challenges that people have, it becomes really hard. You know, you can kind of imagine. I could imagine that, yeah. That, yeah. I mean, they're, they're glad to help. They're glad that they touched these people however the way they did. But at the same time, it's just, I'm sure it's just so hard to see all the, or, or to hear about all the challenges that people have been through. Well, but that's a, that's a good emotional thing to carry, I would think. I think that that probably, yeah. probably energizes them in a way after it drains them is just to know that, hey, I mean, doesn't everybody want to feel like something that they do matters to somebody besides themselves? And, you know. Absolutely. You know, I, well, you know, I did Judith Hogue. I was talking to her a couple of weeks ago, and we were at a different convention, and she was sharing with me how, because I was watching her, and she was interacting so great with everybody that she met that she would take time, and you could just see she was making eye contact. She was engaging. You know, that time that she was spending with each person was sincere, and it was real, and I asked her about it. I said, I know she's, you know, you really pour yourself out there with people, and she said, you know, I learned a long time ago that this really isn't about me. You know, it's it's much bigger than who I am. And, you know, these interactions mean so much to me as well as to the people that I'm meeting. And she's just so happy that people have that interest in her. And it does. It, it, I think it builds her up in the same way that it can become emotionally draining. It does build her up. And, and she 
she puts it out there and gets it back, and it, it's just it's really a beautiful experience. Now, is Judith coming to Fanex? She was April O'Neil in the original Ninja Turtles movie. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so I hadn't seen that was, one on the guest list. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Well, she was also the mom in Halloween Town. I don't think I ever saw that one. Well, I'm not my a son big Halloween a, guy. I just am not. It was a kids show. It was a it was on Disney, and Debbie Reynolds was in it. And uh, oh, okay. Yeah, no, to me, yeah. Ninja Turtles. I mean, that was I was fourteen when that came out. It was it was yeah. really awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, she's just as pretty today. She's just beautiful, and I I think that you know if people were Ninja Turtles fans and maybe had a crush on her. They're going to be. It's going to be worse. Well, yeah, yeah. And not only is she beautiful on the outside, she's just amazing on the inside. Just such a sweet, uh, wonderful person. So, I, I'm I'm looking forward to to hearing the stories after the fact when people say that because I, I hear this all the time. I hear people say, "Oh, I met Henry Winkler. Oh my gosh, he was just the nicest person." Or I hear this about Monty Bennett or you know Jess Harnell. You just go down the list. I hear this all the time that people have these amazing experiences meeting some of the celebrities that we bring in. And I, I can picture Judith is going to be one of those that uh, I'll hear a lot about after the fact. Oh, that's cool. Well, maybe I'll get a chance to see her. All right, Dan. Let's think uh, here. Okay, so as we wrap up, I just want you to clear your mind. If you were to, you have a chance right now to talk to Fanex fans who maybe maybe you're on the fence. They want to go, but they're not sure. I want you to talk to them right now and invite them and tell them why they ought to come. Okay, I, I will do that with a caveat in the sense that I, I will say that we probably have one of the most rounded lineups of celebrities that we have put together. We've and we've had two years to build this show, and so there's so many wonderful things that's going to happen. But the caveat is, I don't want anybody taking any personal risks, and I want people to be careful. And if they feel like they uh, would be taking a risk to come to the event, we're going to build great shows to come down the road. And you know, as much as we'll miss them, I just don't want people to to risk their health. Besides that, we sure hope that people make it. And we do hope that anybody that comes, that they're being respectful not only of themselves, but of everybody else and making sure that they're doing what they can to not uh, put anybody else at risk. Well said. Well said. Well, Dan, I look forward to seeing you at FanX. Uh, if you've got another big announcement, of course, we'll be happy to uh, chat about it uh, that comes between now and then. I, I'm sorry to hear that there's some that are going to cancel. It's completely understandable. I hope that uh, whoever that is, that uh, the fans who are looking forward to seeing that celebrity aren't too disappointed. But I look forward to whoever whoever you've got in the pipeline, and, and we'll keep our fingers crossed and send good thoughts your way to, to that that'll come about. And that whoever might be disappointed at one minute will find something else to be super excited about, especially once the actual Fenix experience begins. Yes. They, thank you for saying that. Yeah, that is. I always hate to see guests canceled just for that reason, just knowing that everybody has somebody that is just looking for them specifically. And so no matter who they are or how big or, I guess, popular they are, it doesn't matter because there's always somebody that's like, oh, I wanted to meet that person. and But you know what? We always try to bring him back. It's not Peter Cullen, is it? No. 
I mean, I mean, yeah. did I say yeah. that out loud? No. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, it's, it's not. But I, I, uh, but you know, there's a knock on wood, right? Because we still have tomorrow and the next day, and, and you know, who knows what changes between now and the event? There's always some risk with anybody, but uh, so far, but optimist is still going to be there. Okay. See, now maybe I'm thinking about spending the $700 on that transforming Optimus Prime so that I can then have Peter sign it. Yes. Now you're talking. (laughs) That's all right. I just have to withdraw from my kids' college funds and possibly sell their bikes. Yeah, exactly. Sell their bike. Well, it's a lemonade stand they have to put up. There's still some time in summer for them to do that. Although it got cold suddenly. Now, oh no, my money source is dried up. Well, Dan, thank you so much for joining us. Best of luck over the next month as you try to get everything finalized. And we're looking forward to Fanex 2021, September 16th through the 18th in Salt Lake City at the Salt Palace Convention Center. Uh, Really quick, uh, for those of you who are curious about costs, of course, you can get tickets at FanexSaltLake.com. Uh, you've got single-day ticket options, multi-day passes, gold, and VIP. Are VIP passes all sold out? No, not yet. No, nope, we're still good. Okay, but yeah. they, they could. I mean, those those can sell they, out. They have in the past, yes. Okay, so the VIP multi-pass, we're going to go most expensive, $295, but that comes with a lot of extra swag and perks and shorter line times and things like that. Uh, a gold multi-pass for $125. Of course, when we're talking multi-pass, that means all three days. So this is not yeah. per day. This is total. So you could divide the cost by the day if you want to do it that way. Uh, a multi-pass with no additional perks other than just getting in for all three days, fifty dollars. Uh, so that's that's less than twenty bucks a day. That's that's pretty good. Uh, that's pretty good deal. And especially if you bought each day separate, twenty dollars for Thursday, yeah. thirty for Friday, forty for Saturday. And these are pre-purchase, correct? Yeah. Because yeah. the door prices will be higher than that. They will. So yeah. buy now for sure. And that helps us plan. I mean, that's that's why we make it that way. It's just it it just helps us, but it also helps with the uh, line control and everything. When people buy early enough, they can get their credentials in the mail. We just really have seen the benefit of encouraging people to buy early, and it helps us and it helps them. And for those with bigger families like myself, uh, although I don't qualify for this, actually, no, I do. All babies and children 10 years old and younger are free with the purchase of an adult pass. So bigger families that are kids or younger, uh, 10 and and younger, are free with the purchase of an adult pass. And then the following individuals qualify for a 15% discount on the Fanex 2021 passes. Students, is that college and or just uh, elementary, junior high, high school? It's both, yes. It's It's both. both. Okay, so see, you're, you're, you're taking pity on the poor college students. That's nice. Teachers, exactly. <laughs> they definitely deserve it, especially after the past year. Man, do they. Yeah. Military, active, and veteran, first responders, and seniors 60 and older. So quite a few ways. I think all those deserve it after the, the hit last couple of years, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> you, can have yeah. a, uh, you can have a dollar off on me if you come and find me for your pet. No, <laughs> just because everybody went through something. Uh, but that yeah. that's neat. So that j- just if you fall into one of these categories, make sure you ask for this discount or look for it on the website as you buy tickets, students, teachers, military, first responders, and seniors 60 and older, so that you can see guests like Zachary Quinto, Adam Savage, Misha Collins, Ashley Eckstein, Loretta Swit, Jim Cummings, plus all the people we've mentioned already. Dan, good luck with FanX 2021. We shall talk then for sure. Thank you so much. Really, it's awesome talking with you every time. I I get a chance to talk with you. I love it. 
All right. Thanks, Dan. We'll chat with you later. Our thanks again to Dan Farr, founder and producer of FanX Salt Lake Comic Convention 2021 and all the others. Uh, uh, we appreciate him joining us each time that he does. Thanks for listening to this episode of Fan Effect, a KSL News Radio podcast. Beyond sci-fi, fantasy, gaming, and tech, we're excited to share you with you our knowledge and arguments on everything pop culture and fandom. Based in the beautiful Beehive State, Fan Effect celebrates Utah's unique fan culture, and we're excited to bring you local guests that feel the same way. I'm Andy Farnsworth. Listen regularly on your favorite platform at kslnewsradio.com or on the KSL News Radio app. Do you have a fun idea or local fan culture topic you'd like us to explore? Let us know by messaging our Facebook page at Fan Effect Show. That's E F F E C T, by the way, where you can also get the latest nerdly updates and join the conversation. Follow us on Instagram at Fan Effect Show and on Twitter at Fan Effect Show. Thanks again for listening and hope to have you back real soon for another episode of Fan Effect. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.